Everybody good? It is good to see you. It is good to be uh, back with you. Uh, many of you probably don't even know either because you've been on the go too. It's like the end of the summer and everybody's trying to, to uh, maybe get away just a little bit. That's what our family's done for uh, the, the last uh, week or two and just a chance to, to catch our breath before summer ends, school runs again. And so I'm admitting to you the last week or so has been stressful for me. It has. It has. Because uh, uh, the biggest decisions that I've made over the last you know, week or so have been where does our entire family want to sit around the table and eat? Which, which, which place do we want to eat? Uh, if, if Nick wants to swim and it's 10 o'clock at night, we go swim. That's what we do. Uh, when I wake up in the morning, if, if I want to put Sylvie in the stroller and she and I have a couple of miles of conversation first thing in the morning, that's what we did. Um, it's just that season, just that little bit of time that brings the rhythm back to my heart and hopefully makes us uh, better equipped to be able to be on the mission that God calls us to together, but it's good to be back. And I'm excited today to launch the brand new series, Think Small. Woohoo! I mean, that's motivational, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's what you want. A guy like, he stores up some energy for a couple of weeks and comes back and says, let's think small. You can find all kinds of, of right, posters and little quips here and there that, that challenge you to think big. But in this series, we're going to challenge you to think small. Brad Isaac, 
Uh, he's a software designer. He's a blogger. And he tells of a time in his life, and this was a number of years ago, when he wanted to try his hand at comedy. So wanted to try to be, you know, a, a stand-up comedian. And he tells of a time that he finds himself in the same comedy club with this guy. Fairly well-known comedian. Jerry Seinfeld is his name. And this was back when Seinfeld was really getting the whole TV thing going. And so Brad Isaac, same stage as Jerry Seinfeld, and, and he sees this opportunity to ask the question, hey, what advice would you give a young comic? What, what advice would you give a guy who's trying to, to do what, what you obviously do really well? And Jerry Seinfeld responds, um, you need better jokes. But it was just the setup line for the punchline when Seinfeld said, that means you got to work at it every single day. You need better jokes, but that means you got to work at it every single day. And Brad Isaac said that Seinfeld didn't even stop there. He said, Seinfeld went a little further, and he even gave me a method. He said, I know this sounds crazy, but you need to go buy a big calendar. Just, just get you one of those big old calendars, all right, and get you a red marker. And he said, when you work on your material, put an X on the calendar. He said, if it's an hour, put an X on the calendar. He said, when you work on it the next day, put an X. He said, maybe it's 15 minutes on the next day because you didn't have an hour to work with it. He said, it doesn't matter. The next day, just, just put an X. And, and, and when, you, when you work on it the next day, put an X. And the next day, put an X. And Seinfeld said, what will begin to happen is you will form this chain. And then your simple mission becomes... Don't break the chain. Don't break the chain. And he said, again, some days you may have hours to put into this. Some days you, you may have 15 minutes. It may just be a few minutes that you have to give. That, that's not the key. The key is that you are working on it every single day. If you want better jokes, you've got to work at it every day and then don't break the chain. Return to the work again and again, day after day. Now, Brad Isaac didn't become a great comedian. But he did become quite successful because what he did was he took the advice that Seinfeld gave him and he just started to apply it to his life. He started to apply it really to all the areas of his life. And this is the quote that Brad Isaac gives. He says, it works because it isn't the one-shot pushes 
that get us where we want to go. It is the consistent daily action that builds extraordinary outcomes. That's highlighted for a reason. I want that to start to sink in. It is consistent daily action that builds extraordinary outcomes. If we were going to sum up what Think Small is about, what we're going to look at over the, the coming weeks, that is the phrase that I would give you. Consistent daily action that builds extraordinary outcomes. The problem is, you and I know that we live in a culture that is addicted to immediacy. We, we live in a world that is allergic to boredom. And I'm saying because of our push for immediacy, because we get so bored so fast, we miss out on extraordinary outcomes. We miss out on the extraordinary outcome of who God is really making us to be. We miss out on the extraordinary outcome of who he has called us to serve. If we're going to put this in biblical terms, I would just simply say it this way. Faithfulness is underrated in our culture. Faithfulness. Returning again and again. The day after day consistency. Faithfulness is underrated. The, the Bible says this, this message that faithfulness matters in everything. Tomorrow is the 13th. That's a lucky number for me. I'm just kidding because I don't believe in luck, but I, the 13th is a good day for me because tomorrow I celebrate 30 years of being married to my wife. 30. I can remember when I thought when I turned 30, life's going to be done. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that, I can't believe I'm going to be that old, to be 30 years old, much less to be married for 30 years. While we were gone, my mom and dad celebrated 54. 54. I got a good example. My wife's parents are, are a good example. But there are people who have good examples that still don't finish strong in their marriages because it's not just about having an example. It's about every day. Every day. Every day you're paying attention to this relationship. Every day, it's about returning to the work. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. It is about this, this consistency. Faithfulness matters in marriages. Faithfulness matters in families. Faithfulness matters in friendships. Faithfulness matters in organizations. Faithfulness matters in church. So, here is your week one goal for Think Small, right? This is your week one goal. And we'll return to this before we're done. I want you to think about and then latch on to one. Everybody say one. I didn't say seven. I said one. 
I want you to latch on to one behavior or one action, all right? Something of life action that if, if, you, if you say it this way, you know what? If I did that every day, my life would be better. How many? One thing, one action, one behavior. If I did that every day, my, my life really would be better. My life would be healthier. Maybe it's physical, maybe it's financial, maybe it's something emotional. It's all spiritual, you understand? But, but I'm saying one thing, that if you did it every day, it'd make it better. Now, grateful for us, Seinfeld is not the authority on this. I love his method. I do. I love what he said, and I love his method, but Seinfeld's not the authority is. He's not the authority on this. Um, our God is. And so, in the Bible, there is this book called Proverbs. And Proverbs is found right about the middle of your Bible, because a lot of times if you just open it, you'll get to Psalms, and Proverbs is right uh, after that. So Psalms, Proverbs is, is where, and you, you find these little sayings in Proverbs. Proverbs is this collection of incredible wisdom. Just, just things that make you go, wow. But they're put in little short sayings. And it's just this collection of, of incredible wisdom, short sayings like this. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25. Ants. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Hmm. That's it. Ants. Creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Several months ago, when, when I was processing what maybe this series would look like, and I'm, I'm working through some of these verses, and I found myself out on my front patio, and I'm, I'm sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden, I, I see there is this string of ants that are rolling across the patio. And that time of year is really amazing. I, you, you get a little closer, and, and you're watching, watching these ants, and in one direction, all the ants are carrying the little seed. It's the wildest thing. We just don't slow down long enough to really watch it most of the time. One direction, all the ants are carrying the seed. And in the other direction, they're all returning to get another one. And as I'm watching them, it, it was kind of funny because I'm thinking, okay, the ants are not exactly the animal you would use in terms of bringing muscle to the table. You know, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're not really the most muscular animal on the planet in terms of, uh, I mean, yes, according to their body size, but come on, they can carry the seed. That's what they can do. They can carry this little seed. And, and here they go. But it was funny because as I'm watching them come back, you would think... And I actually thought this, God, you could have given the ants the understanding to always walk on the right side of the road. You know what I'm saying? Because as they're coming back, the ones that don't have a seed are bumping into the ones that do have a seed, and they're just kind of weaving back and forth. It's like, God, you could have taught them to walk on the right side of the road. You know what I'm saying? So the ones with going this way, and, and, but it's just kind of this, this mixture. And so I'm going, they don't really have a lot of strength, 
And we're not even talking about a lot of brains here in terms of, come on, everybody get in the line. It, it'll, it'll work a lot better. But what is their strength? They just keep going back and forth and back and forth. And as they go back and forth, they are building the survival of a colony, one seed at a time. You're like, that is fascinating. And I'm so glad that I came to church today to learn about ants. Why would God put that in the Bible? He put that in the Bible because originally he's speaking to families whose survival very much, you know, are at risk in an agricultural world. I mean, most, most everybody, originally when this is written, agriculture is, is just the part of their world. And God says, I got a word for you. I want you to think in terms of ant power. That's what I want you to think. I want you to think about ant power. Ant power is simply small things done repeatedly. That's it. That's what the ants do. They go back and forth. They pick up the seed. They carry it to where it needs to be. They come back. They get another one. It's small things done repeatedly. And so I imagine in that day, a dad who knows what Proverbs 30 has to say, he says, come on, son, or come on, daughter. And outside they go, and suddenly they find the ants. And they both get down on their hands and their knees, and he's saying, watch this. And as they go back and forth, a dad says to a son, says to a daughter, we will be like the ants. We will be like the ants. And the kid looks back at dad like, what? What do you mean, dad? And the dad looks at the child and says, well, tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're going to look at that flock of sheep, and you're going to count them. You're going to make sure that they're all there. And you're going to inspect them one by one. And you're going to make sure that did any of them get injured during the night? Did any, did any, you know, any bites, anything like that where, where we need to give some medical attention? And you're going to attend to any of those that have a need. And once that's done, then you're going to take them out where they can find some grass to be able to eat. You're going to feed them and you're going to, you're going to take them to where they can find water. And then you're going to lead them back home. And when you get them back home, you're going to count them all. And you're going to make sure that they actually all made it back. And then you're going to inspect them one by one. And you're going to make sure that nobody got injured in that whole process process, and then we're going to wake up tomorrow, and we're going to do that again. We're going to be just like the ants, because their survival was dependent on being able to care for the flock of sheep that they had. And the dad takes the little kid over, and he says, you, you see this vineyard? Your, your grandpa planted this. 
But the fact that it's still here and the fact that now it's in our care, it means that it requires daily attention. This, this vineyard requires daily attention. And that's why every day when we go to the vineyard, we're going to check out, hey, are the walls around it still secure like they need to be? Have any rocks fallen off? We're going to put them back up whenever we see them fall. We're going to check out the weeds because when the weeds begin to grow up, they take the nutrients from those, from those plants. And so we're going we're gonna to diligently pull the weeds on, on a regular basis And we're going to do that today, and we're going to do that tomorrow, and we're going to do that the next day, over and over. You see, most of those families were just too bad harvest away from financial disaster. They just couldn't stand more than that, and it meant not only are they dealing with things like the weather, which they cannot control but it's saying, we're going to deal with the stuff that we can. And so on a daily basis, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. It's ant power. Small things done repeatedly. There's another place in Proverbs that the answer mentioned. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. It reads like this. Go to the ant, you sluggard. That's a funny word. Go to the ant, you sluggard, consider its ways, and be wise. In Proverbs 6, the the ant is used to correct some bad behavior. What's the bad behavior? The bad behavior is the sluggard. What is a sluggard, right? Growing up, when I would read the word sluggard in the Bible, I I can remember as a kid, I would think slug, right? A slug that that like crawls across the ground. And that's not a bad image to have. The the sluggard almost comes across like this cartoon type character. He's the guy who's stuck in the couch and he can't seem to get off the couch to do anything that he needs to do for that day. But in real life, it's not funny, is it? In real life, it's destructive. And so the Bible says to the sluggard, check out the ant. Consider the ant. They go, they're back and forth. They're doing what needs to be done on a regular basis. It's like how many parents quoted that verse to their kids growing up in a Jewish community, right? A little kid, and it's like, it's time for you to get off the couch, son. It's time time for you to get out the door and take care of the sheep. this This is the image. It is ant power is about sameness. Ant power is about repetition. Ant power is redundant. But listen to what I'm telling you. It can be life-giving. It can be life-giving. You say, doesn't sound like life-giving to me because it doesn't sound like any fun at all. Jeff, this is a different culture. Most of us don't have sheep, right? Most of us don't have a vineyard. So what does this really have to do with us? Well, let's talk through it a little bit. I'll give you a list of examples, all right? Let's start with the walker. The walker. Who is the walker? She is blessed with a job. But it is an office job where she sits for hours upon hours. 
But not only is she blessed with this particular office job, but she's also blessed with a location that just outside of her office, there is a sidewalk. And not only does she have a job, and not only does she have a sidewalk, but she also is given 30 minutes in the middle of a day, a break, in in order to step away from her desk. And so she decides every day in that 30 minutes, I've been sitting long enough, I'm going to go for a walk. And I got about 30 minutes, so this sidewalk, I, there's a path where I can go about a half a mile out, and I can go about a half a mile back, and so in, in about 30 minutes, I, I can cover that mile time. And so what does she do? Day one, she gets up, she makes the walk, she puts the X. On Tuesday, 30 minutes, she gets up, goes to work, 30 minutes, goes on the walk, makes the X. Every day, she makes the X until there is a chain. So that by Thursday, when she's ready 30 minutes to go for the walk, and and maybe on this day, the temperature has decided to be 10 degrees warmer than it's been for the last 30 days. Or, you and I both know, a lot of this tends to start in the winter, right? Because it's like often New Year stuff for people, and we're like, hey, I think I'm going to start walking, and it's like two degrees outside. Whatever the issue would be, by the fourth day, it's not such ideal circumstances, but she's not going to break the chain. Jeff, what difference is that going to make? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. Over the short term, not much. What difference is that going to make? 30 minutes, just like a walk. What difference? Or the short term, not much difference. But over the long haul, you're dealing with ant power where small things bring extraordinary difference. We'll come back to her. Let's talk about the reader. The reader is the guy who has developed this habit of coming home from from work every day, and when he comes in the house, he just has this tendency to turn on the TV. Comes in the house, turns on the television, and so while he's making dinner or he's eating dinner and all that's going on, and even after dinner, he just finds himself sitting and, and he tends to watch television. And it's not as though he's watching terrible stuff. I mean, there's some really cool information, and you can learn some stuff every day, but this guy is a Jesus follower, and as he's thinking this whole process, he just starts to realize, he's like, look, the truth is, I don't really know a lot of what Jesus has to say. I say that I follow him. I I go to church, but I don't really know what Jesus has to say. And so he makes the determination that every day when he comes home after dinner, TV's off. After dinner, turns the TV off long enough for him to read one chapter of the Gospels a day. So four Gospels, he's going to read just one chapter a day. That's 89 chapters when you put the four together. You you can kind of figure the math. So we're talking kind of 90-day periods. So every three months, he he, one chapter, 
<clears throat> excuse me, at a time. He's going to read through the Gospels. That's four times a year. He's going to read through the Gospels. There are some nights that the schedule was such that he didn't get to come home early, and he had a meeting, and he had other stuff, and so suddenly he finds himself laying in bed at night, and he realizes, I didn't read a chapter. But he already has a string of X's on the calendar that makes him want to go ahead and get up and not break the chain. Now, honestly, some nights, like maybe that one, when he reads the chapter, he gets to the end of the chapter and he suddenly realizes, now what did I read? But then there are other times that he reads the chapter and he finds himself struggling not to read the next one. He finds himself struggling because sometimes it's incredibly meaningful and then there are other times that, that he's just struggling trying to, to stay focused. What good does it do to get up after you've already almost gone to sleep and read the chapter? And I'm saying maybe none. In the sense that reading the Bible today might not help you. Any more than doing anything for one day will help you. The point is what is done with some repetition, what is done repeatedly, that's what makes the most extraordinary difference. That's what brings the change in our lives. Let's get a couple more. How about a saver? How about a saver? We've got a, a, a young lady. Uh, she is a teenager, and she now has her driver's license. And for the first time, after always having to do, like, babysitting jobs and that kind of thing, now she's got a real job. She's got, like, a real job, works a, a schedule, uh, gets paid at least minimum wage. But she realizes, after the first couple of paychecks, that the money doesn't seem to be staying with her. She, she's suddenly realizing that, that this money seems to be slipping through her hands really quickly, and so she makes the determination every Friday. Every Friday, when I get a paycheck, 20 bucks is going into a different account. 20 bucks. And so you understand that sometimes the chain is not daily. Sometimes the chain might be weekly, where she's saying every Friday, paycheck, 20 bucks goes into an account. Next Friday, paycheck, 20 bucks into the account. Next Friday, and then don't break the chain. What difference is that going to make? It's 20 bucks. I know, but it's ant power. It's ant power. And small things done with repetition amazingly become something extraordinary. Let me give you one more. He's the encourager. He read somewhere that people are happier when they actually focus on other people and, and encourage other people. And so he makes the determination, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Before I leave work every day, last thing, last thing before I leave work every day is I am going to send something of encouragement to somebody else. 
It's either going to be a text or it's going to be an email or, or I know this is shocking, I'm going to write a note and actually give it to them or I'm going to call somebody, whatever it is. I, I'm going to find them and say, hey, I saw you do this and I just want to tell you that that is the stuff. Or hey, I just want I appreciate the fact that you did this when nobody even asked you to do this part or, or whatever it is. Every day, find something to encourage someone. And so some days, he's almost to his car, and he realizes, ah, I, I forgot to send that encouragement, and he walks back into the building because he doesn't break the chain. Now, some of you know this, but I, I'm just, I, you, you realize just in the few examples we've talked about here, some specifics in those goals are valuable. I mean, they are. The, the specifics of $20 every Friday. The, the specifics of one chapter every night after dinner. Uh, one mile for 30 minutes every day at lunch, right? One note right before I leave the office. Those, those specifics help you when you're trying to set those goals. But regardless, it is redundant. But in that redundancy, I'm telling you, it can be life-giving. Okay, if it's that life-giving, then why don't we do this all the time? If it's that life-giving, why don't we do this all the time? And so, a couple of challenges. It'd be, we'd be crazy not to talk about this for a few minutes. Challenges of ant power which means why we don't do it. I, that's just a nice way to say why we don't. Here's the first one. It's slow. It's slow, and we hate slow. We don't do it because typically we don't see results for a while. The reason, part of the reason, that she wants to walk that mile during that 30 minutes is because she doesn't really tell anybody this, but she kind of liked to lose a couple of pounds. And she knows that that 30-minute walk isn't going to solve that. But she knows that that's a part of the practice that would help her to start to go down that road. And so she, she begins to mark the X's. And even when it's, when it's hot outside, she, she, she makes the walk. Or it's cold outside, she makes the walk. Or it's windy outside, she makes the walk. And for two weeks, she walks and at the end of that two weeks, she steps on the scale, and she gained a pound. And she says, what in the world am I doing this for? This is worthless. And because we are addicted to immediacy, we stop. And we do not recognize the value of the links of the chain, day one, attached to day two, attached to day three, attached to day four. We, we just don't recognize that value. We, we, don't want, we don't want a chain where there is a link attached to a link attached to a link. We want a link. Is that awesome or what? <laughs> this is what I want. 
I, I don't want to lose 20 pounds over the next year. I need to lose 37 pounds by my high school reunion next Friday. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm not joking, am I? That, that's how we tend to think. I don't want to put 20 bucks in an account every Friday. So I just kind of started praying for the right lotto ticket. I mean, I've been reading the Bible for two weeks, and I still found myself struggling. Two weeks. The key was the other night, right, when you, when you told your kids, shut up, I'm trying to read the Bible. <laughs> it's like, I don't think it's working. <laughs> it's slow. Well, how long does it take to see results? You're, you're going to hate this. What most people say when in terms of seeing results over the long haul, I mean, we're talking ant power. It's not, it's not weeks, and it's not even months. It's years. It's like three to five years. Sorry. But talking about developing those disciplines, those habits in your life to where they actually last for the rest of your life. To where then you realize the day after day after day after day after day after day and suddenly there's this foundational piece of my life that enables me to keep living tomorrow it's connected. It's connected. I, I, would, I would encourage you, though, if you see results after three months, be thrilled. If you see results after six months, be thrilled. But just know that the longest-term results are going to be longer than that. It's going to take longer. If somebody walks up to you and says, have you lost weight? Play it cool. Eh, a little, right? Play it cool like you don't care when you actually have been waiting for somebody, right? Somebody to say something. The only people that may notice may be the ones that don't see you very often. Ant power takes time. 20 bucks a week. Seriously, do you know what we drop 20 bucks on all the time? What difference is 20 bucks a week going to make? Well, Let's say she's 16 in five years at 20 bucks a week. She's got $5,000. Okay, well, maybe you don't think that's a lot. By the time she's 26, let's say 10 years at 20 bucks a week, that's $10,000. You're saying, well, in this world, that's, that's still not a lot of money. I understand it's not a lot of money, but I know a lot of 50-somethings who live in households with dual incomes that can't get their hands on $10,000 cash if they had to today. And the reason is because ant power is slow. Ant power is slow. 
and we underestimate. You, you're reading a chapter a night, a chapter. Seriously, that's not very much. But over two years, that guy has read through the Gospels eight times. That means he's read through the crucifixion eight times. Eight times he has read through the physical pain that Jesus endured on his behalf. He's read about the nails through his hands. He's, he's read about when they pulled the beard from his face. He, he reads about the, the emotional. He, he reads about the, the, the abuse that was given. And, and eight times he's read through and processed before he lays his, pillow, his head on the pillow at night. This is how much Jesus loves me. This is what he has done for me. And now it is starting to change his heart. But Aunt Power takes time. After three years of writing a thank you note every day, that's a thousand thank you notes. And this dude's starting to see life outside of himself. He's happier because God is rescuing him from himself. But it takes time. It's Aunt Power. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that overnight success, it really is a myth. Overnight success really is a myth. The greatest changes happen as you chip away at something. But most people never see those extraordinary changes, one, because it's slow, and two, because it's boring. It's boring. Because you're walking the same half mile of sidewalk every day. Same thing. And this, this is something I need to drop on you today. And I'm not, I'm not throwing a rock at you. I just need us to process this. If everything has to be new and interesting all the time, you will miss out on making the greatest impact in this world. If everything always has to be new and interesting all the time, you will miss out on making the impact in the lives that you are called to impact. You will miss out on becoming who God is making you to be because there is a lot of repetition in that. Come on, you've been at the hospital, you've seen the outstanding nurse, the nurse who walks into the room with a smile on her face, she asks a question and actually listens to what you have to say. And she has done it hundreds upon hundreds Upon hundreds of times, even on the days that her day wasn't going so good, she still walks in your room with a smile on her face and listens to what you have to say. And come on, it makes a difference. But it's the same thing. A volunteer couple decides they're going to be a part of starting something ministry-wise. They're going to start a, some student ministry. And, and they know they're, they're in this. It's probably going to take three to four years to see this happen. It actually takes them six. And so they just start with a Sunday evening program, and they're inviting students to come. And some weeks the students come, and some weeks the students don't come. And they just get in this habit of, at the end of every Sunday night, they just write some notes to those students to say, hey, we missed you tonight. We'd love to see you next week. Here's what we're going to do. And just week after week, week after week, week after week. But they're in it for the long haul because it matters. It matters. A team you have a coach that wants to instill both skill and character. It's why sometimes you've got to do the same 
drills over and over. It is nauseating repetition. And it's why people give up, because it's boring. Parents of grade, grade school kids getting ready to go back to school, right? Parents of grade school kids, if I ask you within the next couple of weeks, school's going to be, and, and, and on a Monday morning, I call you up and say, what's your Monday look like? This is what you would say. We get them up, we get them dressed, we get them fed, we get them out the door. And then I call you on Tuesday and I say, what's your day like? We get them up, we get them dressed, we get them fed, we get them out the door. Well, hey, how about Wednesday? Uh, we, we get them up, we, we get them dressed, we get them fed, we get them out the door. And it is just repetition. You are walk, marching down the same road every single day, but as you do that, you are building stability and structure and security in the life of your child. It is ant power. And it's where extraordinary differences are made. It's where extraordinary impact and influence is often seen. I'm not saying that you don't ever change, because yes, there are times to change. But I want you to know in this series that much of life's success is learning to land and stay, because most people just flit from place to place, job to job, marriage to marriage, because it's just not that interesting anymore. And sometimes we got to realize we got to do the things that are good, even when it's not the most exciting thing that could be done. But we do it because it gives life to people around us. In any effective organization, any effective team, any effective family, you're going to find this person, this group of people who just keep showing up. So, we're going to be encouraging you to practice ant power besides the goals that you set um, in three specific places. We, we could simply call them a row, a circle, and a chair. Um, the row, you're in it. Um, at, at our Adrian campus, there are some tables and chairs actually there, but even there you can choose to be in a row if you want to. So when we meet for, for a big gathering of God's people, almost always it involves rows. And we're saying there is value to that. When every week you and I come together, when we pour out our hearts to God, every week we come and we're encouraged by his word. Every week we are absorbing what, what, what we sense God's spirit doing in, in, in the middle of all of us. We need some amp power in those places if we're going to be healthy for the long run. The circle, so the row, is our weekly gathering. The circle is our weekly life team. A, a place where you, you can talk some of those things out. A place where you can, you can wrestle with the stuff that you're wrestling with, but not alone. A, a place where, where you can walk out the faith that God's called you to, but you know that it requires ant power, and sometimes you want to give up because it's so slow and it's so boring, and you need people who tell you, don't stop don't stop. In fact, I actually need to join you. And what you're doing moves my heart. And I need to be doing what you're doing. Please don't stop. And then there's the chair. And the chair is not anybody else involved. The chair is 
you know, I, pick, pick the comfy chair that you got and grab you a cup of coffee and just let it be you and God. This one's weekly, this one's weekly, this one's daily. And again, it may be that it's a few minutes for you on some days and maybe for other times it's a longer period of time, but what's happening in that chair is, is you may be reading some of God's word, but you're just, you're talking to him. It's prayer. It's listening to him. It's, it's you being able to share, you know, what you're struggling with. I, it, but I'm just telling you, even in those, it's, it's ant power. I find it interesting that when Brad Isaac asked Seinfeld the key, he didn't give him the answer that most people would give. Like we might imagine Seinfeld would say, well, you better get a good agent, right? Somebody who can represent you well, somebody who can get your foot in the door. I mean, you, you need a good agent. It's worth paying whatever you got to pay for an agent. I, I find it interesting that Seinfeld didn't say, well, you need to produce uh, the best video that you can come up with. I mean, something really slick that shows the skill that you've got. I just find it interesting that he said nothing about a breakthrough. He just went straight to ant power. And he talked about those things that are done repetitively. And you know what? God's word approaches it just that way. Now, next week, next week, here's what we're going to talk about. Ant power can be life-giving. The repetition, the small things done on a regular basis, it can be life-giving. But that which leads to the greatest success can also lead, you ready? This is going to shock you, to exhaustion. You keep showing up for the same people. And showing up doesn't just mean physically. Showing up means your heart. It means emotional. It means relationship. It means over and over. It can leave you empty. How about next week we talk about that? Because our God is good, and he gave us that info too of how do we march forward. Week one goal. Week one goal. How many things? One. I don't know how to say loud enough. Don't do seven. Some of y'all are like, I can do seven. I, I, if you could do seven, you'd already be doing seven. All right? You can do seven. Just go one at a time. Pick one thing. You run that out for a week or two, and then pick another one. Seriously. And so some of you really will be. But months down the road, there, there are going to be seven things. And you're like, I told you I could do this. You'll be right. Just don't do seven at once. Don't start all seven today. Just pick one thing that if you did it on a regular basis, it really would change the health Maybe it's something physical. Maybe it's exercise, something like that. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's something emotional, something relationship-related. All of that is spiritual because all of that has to do with your heart connected to God and how he wants you to walk that out, leaning into him. You do know. It's setting the goals and not breaking the chain. This is not about trying to get God to love you. You do know that. He already does.
he loves you. This is not about trying to get God to love you. This is about the fact that he does, and therefore he's called you to a mission, and therefore you want to see your life and your heart aligned in such a way that you can run that out to the best of your ability. So I'm going to walk 30 minutes every day, not because I'm trying to get God to love me. I need to look better so that God will be good with me and everybody else. No, I, I want to feel better so that I can physically give what, what I want to give from my heart to this mission that God's called me to, to see hearts change, lives change. I, I'm going to put some, f- some funds aside, I'm, I'm, but I'm not putting those funds aside because that's where my security is found. I'm putting those funds aside so that I can use those for the mission that God has called me to. And when he says, here's a need, when he said, here's, here's what needs to happen, then, then I, I'm going to be ready to do those things. This is not connected to trying to get God to love you. This is because he does. And next week, I'll show you even more about how much he loves you just an incredible way. All right? It's good to be back with you guys. I'm going to pray. We're going to sing one more song. We're going to sing that song. That was good. God is good. God is good. We got to sing that one more time before we wrap up today. We'll be here on the side. If you need prayer today, we will be so honored to help you however we can. Let's pray. We'll do that together. God, throughout this series, I'm asking you to hold our heart to that truth. This this is not about us um, always just simply trying to strive harder, always simply trying to do more to be better so that people will like us, so that you will like us. Um, God, I'm, I'm asking you to help us not depart from that foundational truth that we are loved. And yet you tell us there are, some, there are some basic things that need to be in our lives, some things that need to be repeated on a daily basis, God, that that brings the joy, that brings actually the happiness. And, and even though some of those things are, are so slow, even though some of those at times we would call boring, God, when we trust you in that and we walk it out long enough, we really do begin to experience the happiness and the joy that comes with doing the right things, even when they're not the most exciting things, but it helps us to love. So, God, will you help us? Will you help us to believe the truth that we're about to sing? You are good. You are good. And you're for us, not against us. God, you're not, you're not pushing us aside for where we have failed. You, you, are, you are pulling us in. God, today, help us to begin. God, that thing that you put on our heart today, we need to, to put the first X on the calendar. We need the chain to start. And asking you to help us with perseverance, with some courage. God, with one another that we will follow you. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen.